This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Sierra Club Extremism is Our Agriculture's Nemesis, Part 2. Given Sierra Club opposition to commercial meat production, its wish to eliminate internal combustion engines, therein eliminating use of fossil fuels and nixing ethanol production, its view of corn production as an environmental threat, as well as offering no explanations as to what alternative source would produce the quantity of electricity needed to light bulbs or charge EVs, this lack of support for the necessities to sustain our society is irrational. They do not even really embrace green wind, hydro, or nuclear power. If all the directions that they promote were followed, human advancement would implode. Ultimately, the real issue is viewed by environmental extremists is that we humans are the ultimate threat to the planet's physical well-being, so it is best not to further procreate the human race. The Sierra Club is a nemesis to commercial agriculture. They appear to like nothing about us. If our food production infrastructure was structured in their model, it would not support local economies, with the larger picture being that the global population and the human race would reverse its development. They seem to be good with that. Agriculture and technological advancement are the foundational base for our economic growth. Global GDP would collapse under their model. Sierra Club is heavily invested in the opposition to CO2 pipeline projects under development in the Midwest. These pipelines would transfer CO2 greenhouse gas produced from ethanol and other industrial plants to sites where it could be sequestered into deep underground depositories so it is not released into the atmosphere, therein contributing to warming of the planet. While this is a positive contribution to the environment, the Sierra Club sees the benefit of CO2 sequestration to ethanol and corn producers as helping sustain industries that they oppose. CO2 sequestration from ethanol plants would lower the carbon score of ethanol to near that of an EV. That adds value to ethanol and the sustainability to the ethanol and corn industries, which they see as something that they wish to prevent. The ethanol crush produces distiller's grain as a byproduct, which is a feedstuff that supports commercial livestock industries, which they also oppose. The Sierra Club is using opposition to CO2 pipelines as a hammer with which to strike at ethanol, corn, and livestock production. They would absolutely give a rip about landowners' rights or eminent domain. They're using landowner reluctance to allow CO2 pipelines easements to use their property to further their agenda. They have a larger strategy that opposition to CO2 pipelines fits into. There is a horrible history of utilities paying landowners a pittance of a royalty for use of their land and an unfavorable track record of relations by these companies with landowners. Understandably, there is genuine opposition to pipelines stemming from this negative history. There are three CO2 pipeline projects under development, and the one which I have personal experience with is Summit Carbon Solutions. I am familiar with their terms, and I have signed an easement with them. They were predominantly terms that I set in negotiation with them. I've grown a lot of corn in my 50 years farming and realized that the ethanol industry has been the largest single wealth producer for our region over that time. Ethanol production made growing corn profitable again. Ag profitability generates more dollars for the community and state economies. What helps the ethanol industry flows directly and indirectly to farm income. Farmers did not have to invest in ethanol plants to enjoy the wealth created by them. Cash corn basis levels improved wherever ethanol plants crushed corn. 
CO2 sequestration is another addition to the foundation base, further sustaining the ethanol and corn industries. What landowners really need for easements is a square deal from CO2 pipelines. Many are justifiably jaded by past negative experiences with the easement process. This has made them reluctant to engage with CO2 pipeline projects, asking them for easements. My experience with Summit Carbon, cannot speak to the other projects, was that they are attempting to break new ground relative to negotiating easements and developing positive landowner relations. The reason behind that is this is the only way that their project can succeed in securing the easements that they need from landowners to reach the threshold, acquiring enough voluntary easements to gain the approval from the Iowa Utilities Board. I believe that they are setting new precedent in what they pay for their easements and the terms in which they are agreeing to. It's my opinion that these CO2 pipelines benefit the interests of all sectors of the ag economy, farmers, landowners, and the state. That equates to public interest. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.